Welcome to the Pad the Stats podcast, your destination for everything fantasy football and where fantasy title hopes come true. And now, your host, James Swanson. All right, heading into week three. We're going to be watching week three from beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, oh, alongside baby. my two good friends, Jake Meyer, Tony Coyoto. Hi, boys. First podcast of the year for you two gentlemen. How you doing? Good. It's been over, like I just said, it's been over a year since I've done one, and I'm excited. Excited yeah. for our Vegas trip. Excited to do this podcast. Jake, good to see you again. Good to see you, too. Yeah, I've been on one this year. I was on yeah, one earlier yeah, this yeah. year. And yeah. Yeah, Tony, how about you? You've been watching a lot of football, though, while you've been off the podcast? Oh, don't miss a Sunday, boys. <laughs> oh, boy. Jake, can you say the same thing? I, I can. I missed week two this week, though, so I have a little. I caught up on a little bit of highlights, but well, you know. Well, you have a lot of responsibilities now. Moving into a new house, you had a, a baby in what January? Yep, eight month old. Yeah. Yep. So Big things coming, but fantasy football is still a priority. Uh, absolutely, buddy. Absolutely, and that's what we're here to talk about. We're going to talk about the NFC. So we're going to do NFC home games. We have nine of them. Then I'm going to record a podcast on eight, seven. AFC home games. I know last week I apologized again. Drop the ball. We didn't we didn't do an AFC podcast, but we're gonna get that out. Um, if it's a, a little bit different sounding tonight, I have two guys, you know, Jake and T- Tony with me. The mic's in the middle, so it might sound a little bit different. So bear with us, but uh, we're gonna make this thing work. So guys, let's start with the Eagles and the Lions. Um, let me pull up my notes here. Lions, big news coming out of this game. There's a lot actually. Uh, Eagle on the Eagle side of the football. We'll get to the injuries, but we'll, let's talk about the Lions first. They uh, cut C.J. Anderson, so as we know, 16 carries through two games. So we all expected C.J. Anderson to uh, get a little bit of work in this offense. I know going into the season, I was a little bit worried that he was going to cut into Carrion's workload. Um, as you guys know, I'm, I'm a huge Carrion fan. I'm, I'm very you know, Tony. You're pointing to yourself like you're. We're, we're excited about Kerry. I mean, I got him in two or three redrafts. I have him in my dynasty draft. You know, yeah. I mean, that's my guy. I've been on Kerry. He's been. Who's in my top ten rankings? Going or he was at ten, I think, preseason rankings for me. I was huge on him. Yeah, I had him at like twelve or thirteen. So, uh, I mean, let's just talk about this rapid reaction. C.J. Anderson, um, you know, cut. Does this help his workload at all, Jake? Can we expect an uptick in the, in the carries for carry-on? Yeah, I mean, myself expecting going into the season, I thought C.J. Anderson was going to get 30% of the workload, maybe even 40%, just judging on how he ran at the end of the season with the Rams. So that 30%, obviously we've seen him get, what you said, 18 carries, 16 carries at the yeah, he's first 16 two games. through the first two, yeah. So 16 carries, you know, hopefully carry-on would get 12 of those 16, and you're only seeing a guy spell him for four of those carries. Which would be Ty Johnson, which I don't see him being used as a C.J. Anderson run up the middle, you know, ground and pound run. They're going to get him out into space, kind of using like a Tree Cohen, uh, Darren Sproles, um, a quicker back. But I, I definitely see 80% of those carries that C.J. Anderson got to get go right through a carry-on, for sure. Yeah. So uh, just a little bit on carry-on. He's had 28 carries for 90 yards through the first couple games, so not, not really efficient. Um, I know he struggled in week one. They struggled to get him going in that overtime game at Arizona. Uh, got a little bit going last week. So, look, I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping that, that Carrion's really going to take off here. It's just a matter of him staying healthy, too. Right, and I don't think it's going to be this week, though. The Eagles' run defense is top five. Very might be, stout. I think they might be number one this year through two weeks, giving up like 3.3 or 3.4 yards per carry. So is will carry on breakout? Yes, I do think he will. It's just not going to be this week. Okay. Um, 
Kenny Galladay, big target share through the first two games, 19 targets, so everything looks pretty good. I can't, He wasn't a guy that I was necessarily targeting in many of my drafts, uh, to be honest with you, but, I mean, he's looking like he's shaping up as a really, really solid number two receiver. Yeah, yeah, me either. I was kind of down on him just because I just that Lions offense has always been hot and cold, and it was cold to end the season last year. So I was kind of down on Galladay, but he's shown up the first two weeks, and I'm I I was trying to buy him a little bit these this week where I could because I think you're going to see back end wide receiver one, high end wide receiver two return probably the rest of the season. Um, Tony, what are your thoughts on That's that? That's another guy I have in my dynasty team. So just we were hitting on the Lions guys, and I am on my dynasty. Yeah. But this is a really favorable matchup. Eagles' past defense has been awful. Yep. They're like they're bottom five in points against or points given up to receivers this year. Um, I think Kenny Galladay is going to eat. He'll see ten to twelve targets this week. I could see him going over for hundred yards and a touchdown this week. Okay. He's going to have a big week coming up for Kenny Galladay, and I see it going going down the line. He's their go-to guy. So, obviously, you're starting Kenny Galladay. Are you starting Carrion Johnson over... Who are you starting, James White or Carrion Johnson? Carrion Johnson. Okay. I don't. I can't see... I know the Eagles' run defense is, is good, but I would have a hard you're still, time taking Carrion out of my lineup. He's just, he's just going to get He's gonna get the share. He's going to get the yeah. ball. He's going to he's gonna touch the ball. So, you just got to hope for a touchdown. And well, like last maybe, week, he, he caught that pass 30 yards. I think it was 39 yards and a touchdown. You're looking for something like that this week. Maybe he can bust one out. Okay. But he's going to get the volume. I think you so he's a he's a guy you play every week. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, all right. We'll move on from we'll move on from that. Um, anything else on? I guess anything else on the Lions' offense really too pressing right now. I guess we can we can probably move on to the to kind of those big injuries in the. Uh, I think TJ Hawkinson's startable this week. Yeah. You know, so add a little bit of a yeah yeah a little bit of a after that huge week one. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of came back down to earth. I think he had only one catch for seven yards yeah, last yeah. week. Uh, so hopefully, uh, you know, again, a bit of a, of a bounce back for But look, at rookie tight end, I think we're going to see this a little bit of up and down from TJ Hawkinson this year. Um, you're not going to ex- – I don't think you should expect to see a top five tight end every single week. I don't think he'll finish, you know, in that range necessarily. But he could – you know, we could see – somebody who's going to finish as a top 10 tight end. Oh, if O.J. Howard continues to struggle in the offense, Jake, I'm sure you probably have some words to say about O.J. Howard and his usage so far. Uh, but we, you know, we've just, we just had another injury. Well, we were talking earlier with how David weird Joku. the tight ends have been this year. Yeah. So yeah. to go out and say T.J. Hawkinson, even though after his week two, it's going to be a top 10 tight end, mm-hmm. is nothing crazy. Just because yeah. we've seen through two weeks just the tight end position being crazy up and down. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. So, okay, on the other side of the ball, this is big. Now, Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey, both are going to likely miss a few weeks. Um, Nelson Aguilar stepped up in that game Sunday night against Atlanta. Do we like Nelson Aguilar in a flex spot this week? I do. I think I'm playing him in a lot of DFS lineups this week for the fact that he's not going to draw Darius Slay. They're going to play Nelson Aguilar in the slot. Darius Slay stays on the outside. He doesn't travel to the slot. So he's going to avoid that Darius Slay matchup. Therefore, I think with those two being out, we saw him get the targets. We saw Zach Ertz get the targets. Those two are going to get both, and a minimum, I think, 10 targets apiece. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm just take, going to take a look at some of kind of what he did last week at or against Atlanta. Um, you know, 11 targets, 8 receptions, 107 yards, and a touchdown. So he really stepped up big when those two guys went down in the first quarter. 
he's always kind of been that guy who's been, you know, really up and down. Um, I don't know, Jake, do we think anybody else from this receiving core could step up? Arcega Whiteside, I know he's a rookie. Um, didn't We didn't really Matt see Collins. a whole lot. We saw a whole lot. We saw a bunch of him in the preseason. He played a lot. Matt Collins played a lot, yeah. but I don't think any of them are startable except for Aguilar. I don't yeah. think you can trust him. Um, yeah, but Aguilar's a great flex option. Okay. Uh, all right, let's talk about um, anything else. I still think Miles on? Sanders, I think you still got to wait on starting him. Okay. If you're desperate, you know, if you're desperate, he's probably an RB 30 this week. Um, but I wouldn't start him in an RB2 spot yet until we see a breakout game, a which point. I think will come, but it'll probably yeah. be more so like week six, seven. He has had, like you said earlier, he has had two touchdowns called back right. off of penalties, but I still think he's not getting enough of the share to be completely valuable yet. Yeah, yeah. and that's I think we see a lot of that from the Eagles' backfield in general is just you know usage of a lot of different guys. They... They like to spread the ball around and and use guys in just different, kind of different ways. Right, but general. if somebody dropped Miles Sanders, which very well could have happened, pick him up. Yeah. Oh, because, I, oh uh, no I, question. I, this the, is a whole. The, poten- the potential at the end of the season is a league winner, in my opinion. I don't know if that's stretching it too much, but I think he could be a league winner at the yeah. end of the year. Yeah, I no, I I, I could even see it mid season. Right, really could week yeah. eight where he's emerging as, you know, not only say he's getting the most of the volume, but he's getting. You know, I would say 60%, 60% of the volume. Mm-hmm. So, um, You know, Zach Ertz obviously should benefit from this. He's going to go nuts. He always is, is a volume guy, but especially now. I know people are going crazy over Mark Andrews. He does have a favorable matchup against Kansas City. Zach Ertz is still is my number two tight end this week just because of those. With uh, You know, Alshon is day-to-day, but it's not looking like he's going to be out. Deshaun yep. for sure out. Zach Ertz is going to be the go-to guy there. Yeah. More than Aguilar. I mean, we saw it in the Monday night game, or the Sunday night game, sorry, yep. that it's Carson Wentz just repeatedly went to Zach Ertz, and yep. that's going to happen this week too. Yep, I agree. I agree. Okay, uh, let's go to Raiders at your Raiders. Raiders at the Vikings. The Raiders. Plus, what did we say this game? Oh, plus nine plus and a half. Nine. It's plus nine. Plus now. nine. Plus nine, yep. You like that line? Oh, I'm going to be betting in Love Vegas. It. Vegas <laughs> I'm not just saying because I'm a Raider fan. I just think that's a lot of points. The Vikings, I don't see pulling yeah. away from teams um, just because of Kirk Cousins. Um, I did Obviously, I told you I was going to bet that game heavy out in Vegas. You know, might you know come back to bite me. But, no, I, I mean, going into that game, I mean, Dalvin Cook is arguably top, would you say, three? Can you say could you put him at three? Could you put him at three behind Barkley and, yeah, and, he, and Zeke this week? Was that matchup? Yeah, he's been fantastic. I feel more. I'm I'm a McCaffrey owner, and I feel more confident in Dalvin Cook than I do McCaffrey at this moment. I will say the Raiders but run defense has been starting all stout this year. In two games, yeah. the Raiders are not giving up yards on the ground. Raiders line has looked good, but Dalvin Cook, we see it. He's getting the volume, even though Madison is touching the ball. Dalvin Cook is gonna touch the ball at least twenty times. Yeah, the problem with the Vikings right now is not the run game. You know, Dalvin Cook is is tearing it up. Forty one carries, you know, two hundred and sixty five yards. He's got three scores already. Um, you know, he's well on his way to to having a great season. Uh, and I think this is kind of what the Vikings wanted to do heading into this year is, is lean on that running game a little bit more. If they can keep Dalvin Cook healthy, they're going to run the football a ton. But they need to throw the ball. Right. right. Kirk Cousins got to start earning that contract. And and Stephon Diggs is a guy who's has not has been a, a direct 
He's taken a big hit for this he, so he far. He saved his week last week with the touchdown. With the touchdown. If not, he yeah. would have had a And he could have had another one. There was that questionable offensive pass interference call that they had, but... Well, you can't even go off a of week one because Kirk Cousins threw the ball, what, 10 times? 12 times. 10, times. 10 for 12. 10 for 12. Sorry, yeah. 10 completions. Yeah. Yep. So you, I, I would take week one out of it, but even last week, um, I know the Packers' defense is you know much improved, but it just he did, they did the, the passing game in Minnesota just seems out of sync. It's just not there. I mean, I had Diggs higher than Thielen this year, um, but I think both of them are startable this week, obviously, because the Raiders' secondary is um, banged up. It's shaky. But that pass game is not what it, what we expected, I would say. I mean, everyone, I would say, unanimously had Diggs and Thielen in their top 15. Yeah. Know, some higher than others. Um, and we're just not seeing that this year. Yeah. I mean, it's two weeks. It's early. I, you're not taking either one of those guys out of your lineup at, Absolutely at not. this point. Yeah. Don't panic on either of those guys yet. Um, those are really kind of the three big ones. You know, Kurt, Cousins at this point is not somebody that he's a QB2. You know, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, not somebody that I'm super comfortable starting. But, uh, you know, I guess if I were to ask you guys, are you starting, you know, Matt Stafford or Kirk Cousins this week? You're probably starting Cousins, right? I mean, Matt Stafford at the Eagles. Just because of the, oh, man, that's tough because the Eagles secondary is, you know, I, big, I guess a, I guess it's it. The only reason I say this because it's a road game, you know, at Philly, who I think is a good team, even though their their secondary has struggled. But um, it is a favorable matchup for Cousins. Yeah, it's um, a favorable matchup. But I'm a volume guy. I've always been a volume guy as far as quarterback goes. And if they're not throwing it more than 25, 30 times a game, I get worried. I'd be worried about Cousins. And I'll be honest, I would start Stafford over Cousins this week. Okay. I know that's. I know most. Um, I think if I, you look at rankings. Yeah. Cousins would be above Stafford, but I'm telling you, I would start Stafford. Think about this, though. I mean, if most of our you know, listeners aren't in a league bigger than 14. Is Kirk Cousins a top 14 quarterback? Probably not. No. So, therefore, he's not startable. In a 2QB league. 2QB league, absolutely. He's yeah. a no-brainer. You're, you know, in a deep 2QB league, he's startable. In a regular one-quarterback league, mm-hmm. that's maybe 10, 12, 14, I don't think he's startable. Yeah. He's on our waiver wire in a couple of my leagues. Yeah, yeah, he was. Well, actually, I think I had this same, uh, this same choice here, and I, I did actually go to Stafford um, in this out of those two. So, uh, okay, let's talk about – well, how about this one? How about uh, Tyrell Williams? How do we think about him going, kind of going forward, going Tony? Going forward, I mean, go-to guy. Him and Darren Waller yeah. in, that, in that passing game are the go-to guy. Are you guy. comfortable we, starting Tyrell Williams not on a this week basis? On a weekly basis, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm even going to say to our listeners, go out and trade for him. Um, he's He has – I know he's this is his first year here at, in Oakland. He has a very good working relationship with Carl already. Um, they've been working out all summer together. Um, they, they're connected. He looks the part. He, he 100%. Looks, he looks he's never so had much, the chance. He looks so much better than he did in San, in San Diego for whatever reason. I don't know why, but he looks so much – he looks like a wide receiver one in that offense. You know, he looks like oh, Raiders absolutely. wide receiver one. He is banged up. He's um, he's gonna play, um, but he's gonna draw Xavier Rhodes. So this week, I don't put him in my top twenty. Oh. Um, but he is a flex option. How about Miles Sanders or Tyrell Williams? Tyrell Williams. Tyrell Williams. Okay. Uh, PPR volume. Peyton Barber or Tyrell Williams. I'll let Jake take this one. I'm probably going to go Tyrell. Okay. 
I, I, I just the say. reason I say that I think the, obviously a week ago we, that probably wouldn't have been the case with AB, but, but Ron, the fact that Barber got all those carries in week two, I think that, and now that Ronnie Jones is Ronnie Jones got up, hurt, he got, yeah, I so, think that changes things big time. Yeah, Ronnie Jones day to day, but I think he'll pro- probably see more carries than he did last week. I'm guessing. He was hurt last week and didn't come back in the game, but I think he'll see a little bit more. So I think those carry shares will be probably around 15 to 8 to 10 for 15 for Barber, 10 for Jones this week compared to 20 that he got last week. The other thing in this game, um, looking in, you know, is Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs has looked good through two weeks, but he is battling a groin injury right now. We did see in the Chiefs game that he only saw, I think it was right around 58% of the snaps where DeAndre Washington was getting, he got around 34%. So um, that's something to keep an eye on is Josh Jacobs, that groin injury. Um, It does sound like he's going to play. It's nothing that's going to keep him out of the lineup, but he is dealing with it. Um, And I can definitely see where he's only getting 60% of snaps again this week. Mm -hmm. And not only, and he's got a tough line, and he's got a tough matchup. Okay, buy or sell, Waller finishes as a top six tight end this year. Buy. Hard. Yeah? Yes. You know, I don't want to be a homer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I just look at the Ra- Raiders receiving court, and there's nothing there outside of Waller and Tyrell Williams. Look at Pat's, <laughs> Pat is here. He's in the building, and he is shaking his head with that Virginia Tech cutoff and that stupid mustache. Guys, it's, it's <laughs> 10, 10 o'clock here Eastern time. We're leaving for Vegas, getting up at quarter to five in the morning, and Pat's decided to pack now. <laughs> as it goes, as it goes. Uh, okay. Um, anything else on this game? Nothing too much. We, I think, I think we covered both sides yeah. of football. Okay, let's go on to Broncos Packers. Um, starting Philip Lindsay in this game? No. Royce Freeman is getting more work than what we thought. Royce Freeman has looked better than Philip Lindsay last week, and Royce Freeman is continuing to get the ball. Okay, Philip Lindsay or Peyton Barber? Peyton Barber. Just because it's touchdown. And it, it, Pack, listen, Packers defense is for real this year. It's for real. I I agree. I think their front seven is has improved a ton in that new system. I think they're going to be. I think they they have improved a lot in some places. Um, this feels like a game that I feel like the Packers are going to win this thing by a couple scores. To be honest with you, I really do. Um, in terms of, I mean, what we're seeing so far kind of from Emmanuel Sanders has been spectacular. When we talk about the Broncos wide receivers, he's, you know, drawn, what, 20-plus targets? Yeah, if he's, on your wa- if he's on your waiver wire, go pick him up. Because, I, I mean, I just picked him up this week. You, you can't, I mean, he's getting the targets. He looks good. I was skeptical of Flacco, to be honest with you. That's yeah. what I was worried about. But right. it looks like him and Flacco have a rapport that might work. Not only that, I was worried about him coming back from the injury. It literally doesn't even look like he got hurt last year. No. And how really quickly doesn't. he came torn, back. Torn Achilles, it's looks, crazy. Yeah, insane. That's one of the hardest injuries to come back from. And he literally looks like nothing happened to him last year. Emmanuel Sanders or Robert Woods rest of season? Emmanuel Sanders. Because I don't like the Rams' offense, how they look this year so far. They're all getting like three, four catches. I don't – I'm worried. I, I'm a Brandon Cooks owner, and I don't like where I'm at right now. Yeah, I mean – Cooper Cup was the only one the other he's Cooper the Cup that, he's the yeah. guy that looked good. I guess he, but yes, the I know guy. what you're saying. Cooper Cup's getting the share. I guess I meant between Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks. Yep. Cooper Cup is the number one receiver there, and I don't. I, I'm not going to question that at all. Yeah, it's, it's hard to clear in my opinion. 
Yeah, I think it's hard to argue that, especially what we saw in week two. Um, okay, so we're buying Emmanuel Sanders probably then as a top 20 receiver the rest of the season, at least a top 24 yeah. receiver yes. at, at this point. Top 24. Yep. For the rest of the season. Okay. Um, you know, the one thing that's been a little bit bothersome, and I guess Emmanuel Sanders has played into it a lot, is Deshaun Hamilton not really getting involved too much. He's dropped I, a few balls every bad. time. I, he, he, looked yeah. he, looked he looked bad. He looked bad. I thought he had that problem at Penn State a little bit. He did. He dropped problems. He, we watched Penn State. We all watched. But he, he did have that problem. And yeah. I don't know. I mean, obviously. Because I had a lot of high hopes for him. He played really well at the end of last year. Now, I know different quarterback. Sanders was out. So, you know, that, that changes things, him, Sanders just being in there alone. Um, okay, so. You guys are liking Tony. At least likes Royce Freeman a lot here. Not so much. I don't like him a lot. I just, but, but I, not so much on Phil. I like a bit if more. he's on your waiver wire. I think he's worth the pickup. Yeah, stash. I mean, I could. Phil Lindsay. I know what year he had last year, but I, I'm not buying it. I'm not starting our usual Packers in this game. Starting Aaron Jones with confidence. Devontae Adams. How about the other guys? Jake, your boy MVS, he hasn't done no. Done he's much. a he's on my dynasty bench. He's not startable in any real yep. league. Um, he's a night maybe a nice dynasty sash for a little bit longer. Um, Jeremiah Allison caught a touchdown last week and didn't see a target week one. So week it's like, one, it's hard. We to don't tell. know what's gonna what's gonna it's happen. It's like the now. same story year in and year out. It's like what second Packers receiver can you trust? We really haven't seen one since Randall Cobb that you can consistently you know trust in throughout the entire season. Um, so we're starting everybody pretty much standard as goes for the uh, for the what are you Pat what are you doing here uh, what we do for the Packers pretty much standard stuff um, okay sorry about that Dolphins at Cowboys another this is a big one what twenty two and a half do we need to talk about this game? I, I don't know if we really Miami do. The Miami Dolphins, an NFL team. Well, I think the only thing that we need to talk about here is is the fact that you know Michael Gallup is going to be out now for, is it four weeks? I th- yeah. I think it's four games yep. for Michael Gallup. Yeah, four, two to four games. And one thing, too, one thing on the Dolphins side, there's pretty much nobody startable at this point. Mm-hmm. One thing you could do if you're in a deep bench league and you have an owner that's frustrated with Kenyon Drake and you could trade basically nothing for him, you might want to do that because there are rumors about Kenyon Drake getting traded. If he gets out of the Dolphins, out of Miami, yep. he does have talent. He could be probably a decent RB two in fantasy somewhere. After week one, someone dropped him in our in our notos all elite, and I put in a it's Steve or Boone. Boone, Boone dropped Boone. him. I put in a uh, we have a fab budget in that league, and I put in X amount of dollars, and I got outbid by three dollars. But my reasoning behind putting in money for him was that he's, I'm thinking he's going to get traded. Right. I obviously I'll, I'll bid for him, which didn't break my heart, but if he's on your waiver wire and someone dropped him, go pick him up, because I do really do think he's going to get traded. Yeah. Um, One other thing real quick, talking yeah. about Michael Gallup, is DFS guys, Randall Cobb, cheap, and he's going to get see more targets. What about week. Devin Smith? Uh, I think he's your home run hitter. Um, we saw him caught a deep pass for a touchdown last week. I just think Randall Cobb's going to see more targets. Okay. Devin Smith definitely flyer though. Yeah, I can. I mean, with that second Miami defense, you know, I could I see him having a 50, 50 yard touchdown. Absolutely, he's yeah. they're going to throw deep to him. And Mark if he, Cooper, big time top ten receiver. And if you haven't done already, Tony Pollard's droppable. Yes. Yeah. Zeke's, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. There's nothing going on behind Zeke that I mean, outside of a, a handcuff at this point. Uh, yeah, four for sixty nine for a touchdown in Week One for Randall Cobb, and then. 
a five for 24 last week on you know six targets and 11 targets in two weeks so not, not you know not terrible i think um something we can work with, especially with gallop out like you said i think that's something that could be in play potentially Mari cooper a top 10 receiver this week yeah i absolutely I can, arguably say absolutely top five, top five yeah i think for for sure yeah. for sure top 10 receiver this week no question about it okay uh obviously if you have a you're you're in a team defense league this can't doesn't get any sweeter than maybe Patriots against the Jets than having, you know, the Cowboys yeah. versus the Dolphins. Those yeah, look on your waiver wire just in case Dallas yeah. is there or yeah. just in case Patriots are there. Let's talk about that really quick. If you um, both are going to be home run hits, you know, both defenses. If you're in a DFS, you know, which defense do you think gets more here? Is it New England's defense against the Jets, or is it? Cowboys defense against the I think Dolphins. the Patriots defense is better than the Cowboys defense. Yeah. Giving up three points in two weeks. Grant, I know they play the Dolphins. But, I mean, they just looking at a fantasy standpoint, a DFS standpoint, the I seen the Patriots put up like 37 points last week. I mean, the Jets are starting a third-string quarterback. Granted, the Dolphins are what they are, but at least they have a somewhat of a capable thrower in Fitzpatrick. I mean, yeah. I know he's not good. Right. And But... But you're talking about Luke Falk going to New England. It's yeah, I That's, can see three that could be terrible. Three picks, one for a touchdown. Um, here's the question: Is that, that game? We know Patriots, okay? We know Sony Michelle is a must start this week. Gonna get volume. Um, the receiving core. That's maybe one t- t- thing to tough out is who to start. You know, you mm. have Josh Gordon. What, what the hell do you do with Josh Gordon? As long well, as Antonio well, Brown. Well, yeah, let's, well, let's let's talk about this when we do AFC yep. stuff. Let's just table. Ooh, stay tuned. Table that stuff. I, I do want to yeah. save that. Okay. Were you gonna throw something else in there? I don't want to cut you off. No, we're good. That... Let's wait. Okay. We'll save it. That's from that. Stay tuned for the AFC. Okay. That's all we okay. Can say. Okay. Good. 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 All right. Uh, I don't think anything else from the Dolphins Cowboys game. Giants Bucks. Um, we talked a little bit already about Peyton Barber and the Ronnie Jones situation. So Peyton Barber. Is Jake is he a top thirty? He's a top thirty running back this week. Probably fringe. Yeah, you probably like? close to thirty. I mean, if you're desperate, got a guy injured or something, you can throw him in your RB two slot. Maybe a flex PPR league is tough because he doesn't really see too much of the. Yeah. You know, he doesn't really catch it. Um, Do we like? How about PPR league Duke Johnson or uh, Peyton Barber? Peyton Barber right now. Duke Johnson didn't see volume last yeah. week again. Week one I, he was fine, but last week, week one he was fine. And I think they're realizing Carlos Hyde is yeah. probably the better back, definitely in between the tackles. So unless Houston would get down in the game, I would say more than likely Peyton Barber is going to be a better option. Okay, Hyde or Barber? Hyde. Agreed. Twenty carries last week Agreed. on a better offense. Hyde. 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 Is Laramie Tunsil playing? We might not know that answer. I know he got I hurt last week. I don't know the answer to that right now. But okay. Yeah, that would be a factor in Hyde. Out. That would be a factor in Hyde if Laramie Tunsil's playing this week or not. Yeah. Uh, Chris Godwin, great start of the season. Um, oh, it looks phenomenal. Buy or sell, are you buying Chris Godwin as a top 15 receiver rest of season? Oh, 15, you, you'd think would be crazy to say that. But, man, he, he look, he's playing the Larry Fitzgerald role in the Bruce Aarons offense. Yeah. I mean, what more do you want from a guy... The real question is, are we crazy enough to say he could outscore Mike Evans by the end of the season? That's, I mean, people have raised that question. Is Chris Godwin the number one receiver in, the number one fantasy receiver in 
Tampa Bay. Now, Mike Evans has been battling an illness, and if you put me in a vacuum, I'm I'm still picking Mike I'm Evans. I'm still picking Mike Evans. But too. it's an argument to Scott. And so our and so our question is: Chris Godwin, top fifteen receiver? I'm gonna say no. It's close, but I think he's gonna be more so seventeen, eighteen. Okay. Mike Evans breakout game. He this go- week, he seven, eight catches, hundred. 10 yards, maybe two touchdowns. Okay. Calling it right now. Yeah, All you're right? not benching Mike Evans. Don't, never, never, no, don't no. bench he's Mike just, Evans. You'll, he'll, he's don't get discouraged. I know guys in a few leagues that are benching Mike Evans, which is insane. Yeah. Don't do it. Breakout game. He'll be right back in form this week. Yeah. Could Could you see a situation where Chris Godwin finishes the season better than either of the Vikings receivers? Yes. Yes. Simple as that. I mean, it's the volume. Yeah. Well, yeah. If we see what the we ball. right, right. If we continue to see that volume from the Vikings passing game, that could be a problem for sure. Um, you know, that's a team that threw the ball over 600 times last year, and the the way that it's going right now, they're not going to get anywhere close to that. Here's a looming question when it comes to Bucks Giants. I'm going to stay away from the Giants right now. Is what in the world do fantasy owners of OJ Howard do? What do you do? Is is he startable? I am an O.J. Howard owner in one league. I'm still starting him this week. Yeah, I'm starting O.J. Howard over Jason. I've seen some people pick up Jason Witten. I've seen oh, some people. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, I've, but this is what people are doing. I've, you know, I've seen him try and pick up like a maybe Jimmy Graham, but I would still long haul O.J. Howard. I'm Just give him one or two more weeks. How about Howard or Greg Olson? Howard. I'm still an O.J. Howard guy. I have him in three leagues. Here's my dilemma, and we'll, I'll ask you guys this. You, who do you start, O.J. Howard or Vance McDonald? I'm still going O.J. Howard. I'm still going O.J. Howard. Yeah. He just hasn't Especially been in the game with, plan. Bruce Arians Rudolph came out and said he was going to come get more looks. Um, so yeah. I think he'll get more looks. By low candidate? He's been out there in every snap. Yeah, by low candidate. I agree, 100%. And it's never been. He's never going to get as low as it is right now. Yep. Okay, Giants side of the football. New quarterback under center for the G-men. Daniel, Daniel Jones, Daniel there. Jones making Danny his, Dimes making his first looked really good in the preseason. Um, I mean, out outside of Saquon Barkley and, and Evan Ingram, Evan Ingram's been you know fantastic so far. Do we expect to see a sim- similar production with Daniel Jones under center for Evan Ingram? I guess it's hard to say. Does but this hurt Saquon Barkley? I don't think so. No, at all. I don't think so at all. He needs, Why he, do you think that? Because he that Eli more, is always dumping the ball off to him. Or? Dumping the ball off to him. I just the whole. I think the off. I don't want to see the offense changes in a whole, but it's a new look. Yeah. So what is, is, does it hurt him? I don't know. Well, how how are they going to run their offense under Daniel Jones? He doesn't know the offense like Eli Manning did. Was Eli Manning good? No, but he was formidable. So, but here's the thing: is Saquon Barkley is not getting the touches he did last year. Yeah, the volume hasn't hasn't really been there yet for Saquon, but I mean. Just the fact that it it's awesome how he's a guy who more times than not is going to give you that that 50, 60 yard run a game. He, he see, always seems to do it. Always, always seems to do it. So you know, no concerns with Saquon for me. Um, no. You know he'll be he'll be fine. He'll be great. I don't think there's any concerns for Evan Ingram with me. Um, you know the Giants receiving core is still something that I'm you know I I just don't want to have any shares in. You know Sterling Shepard. Um, what is the word on on Shepard? I know he was back this week. Is he okay? Yep. Okay. Um, all right. I think we're good on this game. Let's go. Let's move on to Panthers at the Cardinals. So another quarterback. This is just a 
quarterback carousel, guys. So we know it sounds like Cam Newton's not going to play in this game. Um, how much do we need to – Kyle Allen is going to play. How much do we need to downgrade Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore? Curtis Samuel's not startable. DJ Moore, I think, is a flex option because of volume. I don't I, I still, think, I don't I think per- Kirk Curtis Samuel is not So I personally think that you know Cam, Cam has not looked good at all. No, right? He doesn't look good for over a year. No, he looks trying. He looks, he looks like he's, he can't throw the football. Right. He, he, he like winds up and he can't – he has no power. Right. As, so, Jake, I mean, is there any concern here for DJ Moore? For me, I think that he's going to be able to get a similar target share in this offense. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm not really moving him anywhere. No, he's still – I'm still starting him over um, – oh, I guess – no, I wouldn't start him over Emmanuel Sanders, but I guess I'm still starting him over – maybe not this week, but most of the time, Nelson Aguilar. Yeah, oh, obviously, yeah. yeah. Yes, um, yes. I think DJ's shaping up to be a, a pretty solid wide receiver, I'm too. starting DJ more over Josh Gordon. Oh, yeah. absolutely. No brainer. Josh Gordon, no you know, I'm starting, you know, so, you know, he's still there. He's still in the wide receiver 24 and up is, right now. Is he, is he top 20? Sorry, I was looking at my notes there. What, DJ no, Moore who, top 20. Rest of the season? Yeah, or, yeah, this, yeah. or this year? Well, or this see, week? Cam Newton misses, say... Four to six weeks, is he? And, and those with Cam Newton gone is DJ I Moore. I think I think he I think he is. Yeah, I, I do. I do. Um, would you rather have DJ Moore or let's say Antonio Brown plays the whole season? Would you rather have DJ Moore or um, Julian Edelman? If if AB plays, that's what I'm getting. Yeah, at, I'll if take AB DJ plays. Moore. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'll take DJ Moore too. Okay. If AB were to miss time, though, it would be. Edel- Edelman back would to be... seven catches a game instead of three okay. catches a game. Okay, all right. That's what I was kind of getting at. Um, so, yeah, I again, people, if you're you know wondering about what the target share is going to look like for some of these Panthers receivers now, I'm with you, Tony. I think that it's a downgrade for Curtis Samuel for me. Uh, but DJ Moore, I, I still think he's going to be that guy. That, that Whoever's throwing the football, they're going to try to find ways to get him the ball because – a lot of what he does is short to intermediate anyway, and he's very good after the catch. He's, and he's, I think he's going to a reliable receiver for Kyle Allen. Yeah, Holland. I agree. Um, bounce back week for Christian McCaffrey. Yes. Yeah. They're, they found out they got to use him to win. Great. Period. Yeah. Bottom line. Greg Olson, startable this week. Um, yeah, I'm actually rolling with him. In in J, in your league, yeah, I'm I'm fine starting Greg Olson if he's going to get, you know, that's another guy who, you know, for a young quarterback, I think that they're going to probably try to lean on Olson. He's going to try to lean on Olson a good bit, I would think. Um, I mean, he's been reliable for so many years. For so yeah, some injuries recently, but he looked good last week. Yeah, Yeah, I'm okay with starting Olson this week. Um, You know, I would rather have Greg Olson over Vance McDonald this week. You know. Personally, you know, yeah. with Mason coming in for the Steelers. Yeah, the um, only thing I worry about Greg Olson is he did play the Bucks last week, and Bucks secondary has been true. known to be awful um, for every wide receiver tight end. But I would like to see him one more week. Question is, if O.J. Howard is on your waiver wire, do you pick up O.J. Howard and get rid of Greg Olson? Yes. Uh, so would I. It would be better yeah, if you had, I, 100%. If, if, you had, if you had a bench spot, I would either, actually rather have O.J. Howard in the bench and start Greg Olson. But if you hadn't to pick one for the rest of the season, I'm still picking O.J. Howard. 
Let's move on to uh, the highest passing team in the NFL. The Arizona Cardinals, through two weeks, have the most passing attempts of any team in the NFL. And holy cow, Larry Fitzgerald still has it. Yeah. He is balling out right now. Him yep. and Christian Kirk. Well, this is exactly, Tony, what we hoped for, is this offense would be able to support multiple wide receivers and a big target share for multiple wide receivers just because of the tempo, how many plays they run, uh, you know, how many pass attempts that they're going to you know, just have in a, any given game, and this is exactly what we hope for. And they're both, you know, both of them are really my a little bit of my concern in the preseason was, you know, is I was a little bit worried that Christian Kirk is going to step up in year two. Keyshawn Johnson was kind of starting to scare me a little bit in the preseason, yeah. um, but Kirk has shown that I think he's shown that he's a pretty solid That's wide his, receiver. Yeah. He's a solid wide receiver too. Would you rather have Kirk or DJ Moore rest of season, guys? Jake, I'll start with you on this one. Kirk, I think Kirk Murray's only going to get better and better. Kirk, Kirk has had 20 targets through two games. Yeah. Larry Fitzgerald has seen 24 targets it's through two correct. games. He just keeps going, man. He just keeps keeps going. Remarkable stuff. I hope he can stay healthy. Yeah, he was really remarkable last year, wasn't he, when I drafted him in the third round. <laughs> Old Larry. Yeah. <laughs> love, Larry the, love the guy, but he burned me once. I'm not letting him burn me again. Yeah. Some other news. Um, David Johnson did say we had a, he had a little bit of a scare last week. With the um, wrist, if anyone yeah. remembers the wrist injury from a couple two years, years ago, two years yeah. ago, yep. um, he said he's fine, no worries, good to go, back to, you know. He, I mean, obviously with that injury last week, his uh, volume was down. Um, but is David Johnson an RB one, or would you guys consider more of an RB two? He's still an RB one. He's still an RB one for me too. Just the volume in week one that he that he saw. Um, I think he had 22 carries, I think, in week one. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny how quickly things change after a draft, but obviously both of you would draft Dalvin Cook over David Johnson right now. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's funny because we, Pat and I were sitting here this week, and I, I said to Pat, I said, you know, did Dave reach on Dalvin Cook? No. no Not now, no. And no, he did. Nope. I don't think he did. Right in the right where, you know, right where you, I would have took could him. Could you argue Dalvin Cook being the fifth overall pick? No? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yep. Going before Nuke, Devontae Adams, Bell, oh, David yeah. Johnson. If he's going to do this, I, I think the biggest thing with Dalvin Cook, none of us doubted the talent. It's it, just the injury. Can he stay healthy? Right. And, you know, were they going to were they going to use him? Were they going to hand the ball off to him enough? Too, I think was was the other thing. Well, yeah. it's a new offensive coordinator, and it seemed like that's what they wanted to get. They want to lean so, on, and we've seen that through two weeks. So, yeah. Um. Okay, how about Christian Kirk or Tyler Lockett? Saints at Seahawks this week. I'm starting Kirk. I still, I know he had a lot of targets this game, but the Seahawks are so up and down with their target share. I, I don't trust Lockett yet. Lockett. Debate. I'm just paid your He's the go-to guy. Yeah. Tyler Lockett is the go-to guy. Christian Kirk. Uh, right now is second fiddle to Larry. It's crazy that he is. Uh, Grant, okay, he, I understand Kirk has had 20 targets for two, week, two weeks. Yeah. But Larry Fitzgerald's seen 24. Keyshawn Johnson is getting targets. And who, they have some other guy. Who's, there's another guy in Arizona that's still is getting targets. They have just had, there's so much volume in that offense that it can they can support that, though. Tyler Lockett is a higher upside, in my opinion, than Christian Kirk. Okay, so t- lock it for Tony. Oh, upside, I'd agree, but I'm talking consistency. I-, I want 12 points going, and I- I'm starting Kirk. 
Also, Kirk for, consistency. You got 10 targets last okay, we have a guest appearance really quick from Pat, who just apparently wants to chime in every five minutes, but that's fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, let's talk. Um, where we want to go next, guys? Let's go Steelers Niners. Was there anything else? From, sorry, was there anything else from that Cardinals offense? Nope. I think we're good on we're that. Good. Okay, on to Steelers at the Niners. Um, what do we expect from Mason Rudolph? in his first start, guys. I guess, I mean, I watched him probably more than you guys have, just based on preseason stuff, but... I like Mason Rudolph. Yeah, old Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I think this is the year the Steelers think is Mason Rudolph our guy. Is he, is he our future? They're gonna You're going to find out this year. What do you got from him? Is Juju Smith-Schuster... Uh, Still wide receiver one. I mean, is he going to be okay? You're still starting him. It doesn't matter. You're still matter. starting him. Wide receiver two. You think he's down to a wide receiver? I don't think two? he's a wide receiver one anymore. Yeah, I would agree. He, he borderline wide receiver one, high upside wide receiver two. Yeah. Okay. He's start. I mean, you're never going to bench Juju Smith-Schuster. Way too talented to bench him. Uh, I think this is good for James Washington. Yeah, they're teammates. There's yeah, a connection there. that's something to keep an eye on. And Moncrief is, has been Moncrief's really bad. Been terrible. This is this is the opportunity for James Washington to step up and have a serious role in this offense and be a fantasy factor. Um, they've looked good together in the preseason at times. I know they've hooked up on a few touchdown passes, and I don't know what the numbers were at Oklahoma State, but I know they're pretty insane in terms of how Absurd. many touchdowns they threw. You know, he threw to James Washington, so. Definitely keep an eye out for that. You know, if James, if you know, if you're in a shallower league like we play in in the 14 team, James Washington's probably not owned, right. I would imagine. So, you know, that's somebody to definitely. I would, I would certainly keep an eye on him. Um, we talked a little bit about Vance McDonald, guys. Is he? Can we still? There were some high hopes there. I think heading into the season, you know, for Vance to to maybe even be like a top eight tight end, you know, borderline. I, I know that. He was kind of like right there, almost in that Jared Cook, you know, height range yep. for me. Uh, we're downgrading him probably a bit. I mean, he, we haven't seen a ton in the first few weeks. Now, he did catch the two touchdowns last week, but, you know, it hasn't been a ton of volume. Right. Well, I just think with a young quarterback coming in, we all, I mean, the, the saying is, well, what, do they, what do they lean on? It's always that tight end position. It's a safety yeah. blanket for them. Um, I th- and I did see, you know, he caught that. T- I mean, it was a wide open touchdown that he caught from Rudolph. Yeah, but yeah. it's gonna he's gonna be a safety blanket for Mason Rudolph. Um, and with Moncrief being as bad as he is, I do see where Vance McDonald could see some uptick in volume. How do we feel about James Conner this week? You know, coming off that knee injury, I know they, they he says he's gonna play. Uh, are you comfortable starting? James Conner, I think, kind of have to probably. Yeah, I feel like you have to him. based on where you drafted him. Um, yeah, I think you have to start him. I don't think I'd start like a Peyton Barber or somebody like that over sure. him at this point in time. Is he still a running back one? Not this and week, no, not until he's healthy. I, I think he's probably going to end up being like a high-end, you know, a good RB2. Season high-end one? RB2. Yeah, yeah, I do. I think he's going to be more like a high-end RB2 for you. Um I mean, at this point, like, I think he's kind of like, I think I'd rather have Aaron Jones, you know, 
long term. As long as John Wall so lives, is kind of out of the pictures for the most part. Yeah, we we've heard. You know, we heard from Matt Lafleur this week. They still want to get those split those carries, but the bottom line is if if. Aaron Jones is performing and is as efficient as what he's been. It's going to be hard not to get him the football. Last week. I mean, even if he's a guy who's going to going to you know take seventeen or eighteen carries out of the backfield, uh, I think you're still going to get really good numbers just based on how efficient he's been this far in his career. It's just about staying healthy for him. Um, what do we make of the 49ers receivers at this point? At some point. I don't know when Debo Samuel is going to emerge as the number one receiver there. Yeah, bold take. I love that. Bold, I somewhat love of that a bold take. take okay, but I, I don't know when it will be. It's going to be sometime this year, not in the next couple of weeks, but at some point he will emerge as the number one number one receiver there. Okay, I, that's just so. At the end of the year, if you could look into your crystal ball, how does this receiving core shake out? One through three or four. Like when it's all said and done, and we're talking fantasy points at the end of the 2019 season, like the problem is, is target share isn't seeing targets. Something's going on. Something's going on there with him. Yeah, Marquise. I don't been, know if him and Kyle Shanahan like got in a fight or something. Like I don't this. think he was healthy like, week one. Yeah, and then he did see uptick in um, play percentage last week, but just something does not right there. As much hype as he got in the preseason, something's not right there, and I just don't think Marquise Goodwin's that good of a receiver. So he's a track guy. Yeah, exactly. So the that receiving core is a mess, in my opinion. It's the same along with the running back group. There, what do you do with their running backs? I mean, Tevin Coleman's obviously out. Matt Breda is getting carries, but he's not getting goal line carries. They bring in Wilson for that, and then Mostert is just they use him for everything. Yeah, I mean, Mostert, you know. Looks good. Look good. Yeah. You know, fast. Is he the, he the must own back in that system right now? Over Breda. I'm st- I'd still like to have Breda. Just- I'm still skeptical because once Coleman comes back, I think Mostart loses a little bit, and I think Breda stays right where he's at as far as usage goes. Yeah. So does Tevin Coleman, when he comes back, steps right into that number one role? I think probably not. Maybe not the first week he's back, but the second week, yes. I think Kyle Shanahan's going to continue to do what he's always done and. and- give multiple backs uh, equal opportunity to to make plays yep. and i think they're they're you know he's gonna have guys that are somehow they always do it like he has guys that are efficient with their touches you know two guys that that are always able to kind of do it um you know we saw it with Devonte freeman and tevin coleman uh for a while so um yeah i think that most are i think is an in- intriguing flex play you know this week um DFS start. DFS week. start for sure. With his price, absolutely. Yeah. Frank Gore or Raheem Mostert? If you're dying for a flex. Mostert. I, we talked before we got you on. You like Frank, Frank Gore, Gore, right? This week. Devin Singletary's day-to-day. and We're thinking Devin Singletary's not playing, right? I'm leaning towards that. Yeah. They, they're not giving much other than he's day-to-day, but he's limited to not practicing. And it's crazy for me to say that it's 2019, and I'm telling you, Frank Gore could is possibly a starter this week in a flex position. I'm going hard on him in DFS. I just think one the favorable matchup. We saw what the Niners did against Cincinnati last week, and Frank Gore, I'll take him over the Niners backs this week. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. I like bold, it. I, another bold I, take, I, but I like I am, I'm in on Frank Gore. I like it. I like it. Um, 
All right, anything else? We haven't seen anything from George Kittle yet, but again, this is another guy that you can't get away from. Don't worry about it. He, he, Don't panic. It just I think they're trying to work in some of these receivers. Um, and I think Jimmy Jimmy G, with him being hurt last year, didn't get that rapport with Kittle, and I, it, they'll, they'll be fine. Yeah. Nothing to worry about. He's still a top three, four tight end still going forward. Yep. Nothing to worry about. Evan Ingram or George Kittle rest of the season? George Kittle. Kittle. Okay. All right, let's talk uh, Saints Seahawks. Well, actually, just really quick, the big signing or the big trade this week, the Minka Fitzpatrick trade, I know it's not offensive fantasy relevant, but, uh, you know, that fills what will be a void for the Steelers' defense um, in terms of, you know, Sean Davis is going to the IR with the torn labrum. So Minka Fitzpatrick will step right into a starting safety role for the Steelers. So that should help their defense, you know, in terms of, you know, team defense and and stuff. I know, you know, if you're kind of watching, obviously the first couple of weeks, you know, Tom Brady shredded them deep and, and we had our Camp Kelly, who was a backup safety in there. So hopefully they'll be able to kind of correct things in terms of the pass defense. Um, not sure what that'll mean in week one, you know, in Minka's first game against you know, for Jimmy Garoppolo in this passing offense, but just something to uh, to kind of, um, you know, keep an eye on, acknowledge, you know, in the news and notes from this week. Okay, uh, Saints-Seahawks. This would have been a really, really, really fun game, I think, except for the fact now that we have Drew Brees out for what sounds like at least six weeks. So, uh, Michael Thomas, is he still a top five receiver with Teddy Bridgewater? No. I don't think so. I think he's still six to eight, but I don't think he's top five. I mean, you have your DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, um, Odell Beckham. Um, help me out here. Are you t- how about this? How about Amari Cooper or Michael Thomas this oh, week? Oh, man. You wouldn't. This, this week? This Mar- week? Just this week. Amari Cooper. Not the beginning even of the season, you wouldn't have been asking yourself this question. Well, yeah. no. It, no. But yeah. Without Drew Brees, yeah, Amari Cooper. Okay. He's, he has a favorable matchup against the Seattle secondary, but I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is honestly that good. And Sean Payton came out this week and said both him and Taysom Hill will play. Yeah. So. And don't give me. I'm not you're trying not to taking say, Michael Thomas. Out right. Of that's what I was just going to no. say. We're talking purely rankings here. I think maybe if a DFS, if you have, you know, you're trying to think about who to who to start in a, in a daily lineup, um, would you drop? Michael Thomas below like either of the Vikings receivers in terms of, of pure rankings? No, no. I'm still keeping Not just because it's volume. It's another, it's well, another same with thing, the Vikings yeah. offense. we got to figure Michael out what Thomas they're going to do. Michael Thomas is the go-to guy there. No doubt. No doubt. And he still got targets last week. Yeah. I mean, he was still Productive. getting targets with Teddy Bridgewater in there. So this is not a dire straight situation by any means. But there's certainly going to be a, a level of downgrade with Michael Thomas and Teddy Bridgewater. Um, nobody really else in the Saints, you know, receiving core that we can really trust. Jared Cook, is he droppable? Not yet. Yeah, no, not yet. Okay. Hanging on to him for a little bit. Only, I think, four catches through the first two games for, for Jared Cook. Um, what, was, what does this do for Alvin Kamara? Well, I'm st- I mean, I'm still confident in Alvin Kamara as a, as a RB1, surefire RB1. Personally, you know, he's not a guy Outside that's the top five. He's not a guy that's going to not come. You know, he's not obviously not going to come out of your lineup. Uh, I, I'm no, I, I'm still confident in him as a as a top five, top six running back. Maybe, yeah, maybe a couple spots lower than 
than what we thought going in. He was my number one running back heading into the season. So, you know, at this point, maybe not quite there. Um, but I, I still I still trust Alvin Kamara. I mean, do you guys like Alvin Kamara or Dalvin Cook rest of season? Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook. Okay. So we're that high on Dalvin Cook. We're I am. Same. Yep. He could finish as the number one running back in fantasy. Yes. Potentially. Yep. I think Zeke still will, but I am I'm right there. With I would be I would agree with you. Uh yep. Nick Chubb or Alvin Kamara rest of the season. Hmm. Kamara. Yeah, Kamara. Yeah. I agree. Kamara, Kamara. It's an interesting Kamara. one, though. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely going Kamara there. Um, all right, so anything else on the Saints side? I don't. We don't really need to talk Latavius Murray at all no. right now. Uh, Seahawks, we talked a little bit about Tyler Lockett. Had a big game against Pittsburgh last week. I think he had 10 catches. Um, but I still think he's going to be a guy who's up and down. And I think he's going to give you those weeks where he only has – you know, he's going to catch two balls, but one's going to be for 45 yards. It seems like Russell Wilson is hes not shying away from going DK Metcalf's way. They, no. They look good together. Um, not still at all. Saying that, I still like Tyler Lockett as a top 20 receiver the rest of the year. Yeah. The, I, just, I, I can see where the volume might shift a little bit, but I still think he's for sure Russell Wilson's go-to guy. I mean, other than that, I mean, outside of Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, I don't know if there's there's not another rosterable receiver on that team. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. Would you go? How about Calvin Ridley or Tyler Lockett? Let's go rest of season on that. Let's go this week and then rest of season. I'll take Tyler Lockett. The Falcons are at Indy this week. I'll take Tyler Lockett this. week week i'll take calvin ridley rest of the season oh, okay yeah Is calvin ridley top 20 receiver this for the for the rest of the year yeah is that a little Man. bold i think he could be top 24 top i'll put him yeah. at 22 23 yeah top 24 okay yeah. I, I just like his they're they're using him even with julio jones there he's still a go-to guy how about galladay or ridley rest of the season galladay galladay um, how about DK Metcalf or Mike Williams rest of season? I know Mike Williams hasn't done much yet, but I, I think, think Mike Williams is still going to bounce back. If you could make a trade straight up DK Metcalf for Mike Williams, that's probably take yeah. Mike Williams. Yeah, if looking at it in that sense, yeah. it's not a landslide though, right? I mean, no, I not a landslide. It's no. closer to what we thought. No, I'm shocked. Like, I'm shocked by Metcalf's usage. Me I too. I, you know. But, yeah. is, is Chris Carson a fumble or two away from losing the starting job or losing touches to Sean Penny? We saw it last week. We did, and, and Penny came out and had that long touchdown run and, and looked. He looked pre- good. He looked pretty good. Um, yeah, you know, Chris Carson was a guy who I was beating myself up there when I picked David Montgomery over Chris Carson. And I took I took and, Carson. Yeah, I and screaming. I really wanted to take Carson where I got him at the end of the four of our fourteen team draft. Um, now I don't feel that quite as bad, but I still think Carson's going to be a good w- running back too. After week one, I was like, yes, I hit hit a home run with Chris Carson. I'm glad I was high on him yeah. as much as I was. And then after week two, it's like, eh, I don't know. We'll like you're, he's still going to be in your lineup. Yeah, as yeah. an RB two. I'm starting him a, in my flex still. Yeah, you're still yeah. very confident in. You know, I I would still be confident plugging him in, him in as an RB two or a flex player. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. 
Uh, okay, anything else? I don't think we need to talk about anything else too much from this game. Um, Bears, last one. Let's go Monday Night Football. Bears at, the, Bears at Redskins. Not a whole lot of offense to be talking about in this game. No, but your boy Allen Robinson, My boy. not a, a great week one. Not so much in week Not two, so but week I two. think, Jake, we're going to see this a little up and down from him this year. Yeah, it just is a bad game by Mitch, Mitch Trubisky. You're going to see that. Also, a big point with the Bears, they've faced two of the better defensive lines, so Mitch Trubisky should have more time this week, which hopefully will give him more time to get Allen Robinson the ball. I could see Robinson having a game, six catches, 80 yards, maybe a touchdown, maybe not, but regardless, I don't think you're benching Allen Robinson yet. Swan, I want to ask you this because I already know Jake's take. Is Allen Robinson a top 25 receiver the rest of the year? You know, the, I, I want to say yes so badly, but I'm going to say no because I think Trubisky's going to hold him back, and I think he's going to finish somewhere around 27 or 28. As Us three are all Penn State fans. Let's get that out there. We love Allen Robinson. We love his talent. We've seen it for so many years. Mm-hmm. And any, he literally, if he played for any other team, for the most part, I would love him. But Mitch Trubisky is arguably the worst starting quarterback right now in the NFL. He's bad. He's really, okay, really bad. Okay, that might be a stretch because we have, do have some backups. But he was a start. Like you take the starting quarterbacks for each team. He has he had 120 yards last week. Yeah, he's 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 making rookie mistakes. He looks like a rookie. He really does. He looks, he, he looks bad. He looks really bad. And I called this. I said I've I've been really hard on Mitch Trubisky, and it's looking like it's going to come true, uh, even in year three. How about this one? How about Tyler Boyd or Allen Robinson rest of season? Tyler Boyd. Yeah, he's been tearing it up. I'll go Allen Robinson. Okay. So you're telling me Tyler Boyd's going to finish wide receiver 30? Well, I'm, I guess with A.J. Green coming back, it's last year didn't affect him. Fair. Okay. I just like I like Allen Robinson being the number one receiver there. Right. I want you guys to to name this player for me. I'm gonna throw out a couple numbers: 18 targets, 14 receptions, 195 yards, and two touchdowns through two weeks. Tyler Boyd. Who is this wide receiver? I have no idea. John Brown, Smokey Brown. <sighs> okay. Does Smokey Brown finish better than Allen Robinson this year? No. No. <laughs> is Man, John Brown <laughs> just because is Mr. John Brown Trubisky a top? Is, that bad? is John Brown a, a reliable wide receiver? Two rest. This is I know I'm getting off track. Here right. No, I think about, he's a good. But, but I, I think it's just fl- a comparison. I think he's point. a good flex player. Okay. I'm, like, I pl- I'm playing John Brown over Josh Gordon right now. Absolutely. Okay. I have ten DFS lineups in right now. I have smoke and six or seven <laughs> of them. Smoke and six or seven of them. <laughs> Him and Josh Allen are a great great match. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's that's worked out really well for him so far in Buffalo. What do we do with Tariq Cohen going forward the rest of the year? You know, I still think that they're going to find ways, creative ways. Matt Nagy's going to find ways to get him the ball, and I think that you're going to see long stretches of him doing well. But I said this before: him being able to to be as efficient and, and do the things that he did last year and finish as a top, you know, fifteen or sixteen running back in PPR. It's gonna with those amount of touches. It's gonna to be tough. I know C's will disagree with me on this one. I've never been a Tariq Cohen fan. I just think he's too yeah. much of a gadget player for me. And I, I just think long term, David Montgomery yeah. is by far the best option in that back. I, he might be the best option in that whole offense for them. 
for what they want to do, I mean, I know Allen Robinson's talent, but yeah. if they want to get that offense going, I think it honestly goes through David Montgomery. It's probably going to ha- it's going to have to at some point. And and they showed that last week, 18 carries to just three for Mike Davis. I want to see more of that moving forward. Um, do you guys expect that target share or that target share that the the carries, the touches? Do you think that they're going to continue to try to feed Montgomery way more like they did in Denver, or is it going to come back down to earth a little bit? I think early on here it's going to come back down to earth just due to the fact that um, Matt Nagy said he was going to kind of ride with the hot hand, and I think if Davis gets a little something going, you might see him. I don't think he'll get more carries than David Montgomery, but I could see a 15-10 compared to an 18-3. Are we still confident in, in Montgomery being a solid you know, running back two at some point this season? Yes, he's got the talent. You could see it on a few times that um, 20, 30-yard catch he caught there. That was impressive. He was quick as all, quick as lightning. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think he's going to be a valuable asset. I just, I, if you have to put him in RB2, you have to, but I'd be worried about putting him there right now. It might not be until week six where you're getting to that point. Yeah. In that that time frame. Yeah, again, I, last week the touches were great. Now, okay, can you can you give us a, li- a little bit more efficiency? Easing them into it. I yeah. think they're just going to start slowly easing them into more, you know, opportunity, more, yep. I mean, different different roles yeah. where he might be catching more balls. But they're just going to – he's a rookie, you know. Nowadays we expect these rookies to come out and be, bang, right away, week one, they're these right. gold mines. Ease them into it. There's no reason not to. Yeah, so really encouraging stuff, at least for Montgomery last week. Um Again, Allen Robinson. I think we can all agree that you know I, you're starting Allen Robinson. I think he's going to be a, a, a very solid option all year. I just think you're going to get some up and down performances, guys. On the Redskins side of things, um, I mean, we start Adrian Peterson. This is a brutal, brutal matchup. No, so I, I don't I mean, think yeah. there's a way you can. You are get him absolutely in your lineup. desperate if you're starting Adrian Peterson. This yeah, week. against Chicago. I mean, that is the, really Redskins. The whole side of the offense for the Redskins. Who's startable? Yeah, is Terry McLaurin startable? McLaurin against the Bears, they're going to be down. I think they're going to have to throw. I, think I mean, Emmanuel Sanders just just did some work against Chicago, and I think there will be some similar opportunities there coming out of this. You know, working out of the slot. Yeah, um, that's the weakness the Bears have. They got rid of Bryce Callahan. They brought in I don't even know the news guy's name, but he's been picked on for three or two weeks. So if there's one way the Bears can be beat, it's in the slot. Yeah, I think he'd be the only. Um, kind of the only guy that I would look at. Um, I, I'm just kind of looking at some consensus rankings here. You know, guys that are close. Marvin Jones and Terry McLaurin. W- who would you go with there? I'm going McLaurin. Okay. I'm s- McLaurin. Okay. How about Terry McLaurin or John Ross? John Ross right now. They, they, he's kind of playing um, that Tyreek, or I'm sorry, not Brandon Cook's role in Zach Taylor's offense. And I, he's looking good. He's looking like the ninth overall pick like he was drafted a couple years ago. Yeah, he's looking good. Uh, one more. How about uh, how about Terry McLaurin or Will Fuller? And the char- or the Texans are at the Chargers. Terry McLaurin. Yeah, McLaurin. Fuller's, Fuller's got, not getting yeah. volume. Yeah. One more, actually. How about Jarvis Landry versus the Rams Sunday night? Jarvis Landry. Some, I mean, he's way too I talented. I feel like he's too talented. He's got to hit here he's soon. It's going to happen. Yeah. yeah, I know. It, I, the only reason I bring that up is because we we just haven't right. seen it yet. Yep. But okay, uh, I think that's pretty much pretty much for the most part all we have to talk about on Bears Redskins. 
All right, guys. Well, thanks for jumping on with me. I yeah, really appreciate really appreciate yeah. you guys doing the podcast with me. So that's the NFC podcast. Um, like I said, I'm I'm gonna try to do my best here to get this AFC one out uh, before we head out. Uh, but if not, you'll be hearing from us next week. So thanks again for listening to Pad the Stats. We'll talk to you later. Bye bye.